Hi and welcome to the Surrey Meadows podcast. I'm your shipmaster Melanie and today we will be heading straight to Nassau as we discuss the 2014 TV show Black Sails. Joining me today on this marvelous voyage is Captain Chuck. But Army-80s, how are <laughs> But before we begin, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we also want to thank Spike Capper for our amazing theme song. Also, I'd like to give a quick spoiler warning. Uh, we spoil a lot of essential things, and if you haven't seen Black Sails, please do not listen to this episode. However, once you have seen it, come back and enjoy. Chuck, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good, Melanie. I'm excited to talk about Black Sails. What a great show it is. <laughs> I'm so scared. We're going to have, like, we're, we're both going to love it, but we're going to still have such different, like, opinions about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, even just sort of talking over, like, Facebook is, like, just the brief things we've mentioned. You've said something. I'll be like, no, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> like, talking about certain characters and things. Oh, it's, it's a really great show, isn't it? It's, like... Um, yeah. Uh, it's the like the only other thing I can think of is Game of Thrones, where Ugh. it's like you're kind of on everyone's side yeah, to yeah, some okay, extent, okay, yeah. Um, but you, they they're all at odds with each other, and mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good because you want one person, you want it to, you know, I want Jack Rackham to succeed, but if mm. he succeeds, Flint fails, and you want Flint to win. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think it can just definitely be compared to Game of Thrones, only that it's way better. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> <Black> okay. <sales. laughs> At least the last season, come on. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think... I mean, you already gave a bit, little bit of your general thoughts, but I think I'll just add on to that, and you can also give more later on. But I absolutely love Black Sails. It is probably my favorite TV show. Um, there have been some changes, but now it's definitely Black Sails. Um, it does have a bit of a rocky start at the beginning. I'm not the biggest fan of season one, I think, but technically, you know, pretty much every TV show has a season one where when you look back to it, you're like, yeah, it's probably the weakest season. Um, except for Community. I think the weakest season there is season four, but you will... <laughs> you I, will... Mike has banned me from watching season four. <laughs> you, will, you will find that out on our community podcast. Please listen to it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a TV show that is sort of as perfectly put together as Black Sails. I've not finished Breaking Bad. I've heard the same thing sort of about Breaking Bad. Um, but yeah, Black Sails is just, it has its shit together. It's a storytelling masterpiece, in my opinion. All the characters are like, you want to like them. I There's one character I don't like that you apparently like, but we'll get back into that <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, you want to like them, but they're not true heroes, right? Like, all of them have their faults, and they're all sort of bad people in, in many ways, but you still want to like them, and you want to root for them. Um, yeah, but I think, I think there's one... I saw this one tweet... On Twitter, obviously, <laughs> um, by a Twitter user called called Cold and Absurd, and I think they gave sort of the best summary for Black Sails. At least for me, I don't know if you agree to this one, but at least for me, it's the best summary. And it's Black Sails starts as a fun, horny pirate show and turns <laughs> in, <laughs> and 
turns into a thesis about burning down the whole capitalist imperialist system because becoming buddies with your oppressors won't save you from them. Um, uh, that is a very accurate uh, okay. summary of okay. the show. Yeah, it definitely is, and I love it for it for that. Um, but yeah, Chuck, do you want to add some more of your general thoughts? Yeah, I mean, interestingly, my favourite season is season one, and I think mm. it goes slightly downhill from there. Um, <gasps> I still think it's excellent all the way through. Um, I love season four, but okay. I, I think because of that tweet, it's like the opposite reason I prefer the sort of more piratey, swashbuckling adventure side okay. in season one and two. Um, and then it sort of gets into more of the, you know, let's destroy England and <laughs> massacre capitalism and have a free utopia to us. It's, uh, I didn't buy that side as much. <laughs> I guess I'm um, just a, a big anti-imperialist. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, down with the empire. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing to be anti-imperialism, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. But, but yeah, yeah it, it's a real swashbuckling adventure. It's full of twists and turns with great characters with maybe undesirable goals um, throughout the show. Um, there's epic moments and points of celebration, terrible sacrifices, good characters turn bad, bad characters turn good. Um, and uh, as I said earlier, you find yourself supporting sort of all the sides um, and you want them all to succeed, but for one to succeed, others have to fail. Um yeah, it's it's a morally grey story that you can easily get sucked into and mm. I would recommend it to everyone. Yes, I do think everybody should watch this. I am going to try. I, I've already recommended it to my brother multiple times, but I only have the DVD in English and he doesn't want to watch stuff in English. Um, so now I'm thinking of like, how can I get the German DVD? <laughs> like, because I, I, I can't even find a German DVD. It's so, this show is so freaking underrated and just, yeah. ugh. But yeah. Um, but we were talking of season one just then. So maybe let's just get a bit deeper into that. So yeah, I, I honestly, I wrote down in my notes that for me, season one is the weakest season. Um... I think <laughs> I also wrote down that it's definitely the weakest season because it made me fall in love with a funky little pirate called Chuck Rackham and then they put <laughs> him then they put him into like two seconds per episode. <laughs> yeah, he's not in it a lot at the no, start, is he? No. When I first started watching it after listening to you like rave about Jack Rackham on the first episode of this podcast, I was like <laughs> This guy must be incredible. Oh, he's barely in it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's my track record with all my favorite characters. They're always barely in it. But, you know, with Chuck, they, they saw his 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 um, I don't know, value, so and they put him he, in more. So I really yeah, and he, he definitely that. grows into a, a major role, doesn't he? Um, mm. In a lot of elements. But yeah, I, I think the first season is great. It's definitely a fantastic introduction to the series even if you think yeah. it's the weakest one yeah, yeah, um, yeah and i just like the plot of season one and that's that's probably why i like it so much it's simple it's mm -hmm. there's flint is a renowned pirate and he's hunting down a lot of gold and all the other pirates want a piece of the pie and that's essentially it that's but true it's yeah. it's been written really well with like silver and and him betraying and making alliances with people and we'll go more into silver later when we talk about the characters and mm. why i think he's great um 
and I love you know the the whole like stuff with uh, Vane trying to get the clue to where the Urka gold is going to be. Ah, uh, it, it's it's great. And Gates, oh, oh. Gates, I loved Gates. Yeah, um, I was shocked the first time I watched it. By the way, I watched this the second time now. I've now seen Black Sails two times, um, but the first time I was shocked when they killed Gates. <laughs> it's, it's a moment where you're like, this is a different show. Yeah. This isn't your standard, everyone survives, everyone, big happy ending. And, yeah. you know, there's some, it's kind of, sort of happy, maybe not-ish ending, I guess. Um, mm. th- it's sort of a bittersweet ending, yes. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, oh, Gates, because he's such a big character at the start of, season one right mm-hmm. he's flint's right hand man and i'll say in season one flint is definitely the primary character yeah. that you follow um and yeah it's like he's like oh, i can't allow you to be misleading everyone like this no <laughs> well i'll kill you then <laughs> <laughs> see your best mate <laughs> yeah oh, it's brutal I, I my friend that recommended black cells to me she was in love with Flint, right? And and she was like, oh yeah, he's amazing, you know, he's such a great character, like I love his development and everything. And I was watching the first season, I was like, what is she on about? <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy is crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, I get it. Like it's, you, you then get more backstory to him and then like you start understanding him more. And it's essentially with every character in this show, right? They, they all, you understand why they do the stupid and bad things that they do and yeah. i just love it for that um, i think the yeah. only backstory we're not really fully enlightened on is long john silver right yeah because they they sort of hint at bits uh in season four mm-hmm. um but then it's not revealed whereas in season two or three is it two we get the flashbacks with Flynn. yeah yeah two we get a pretty nice, like, well, we know everything about mm-hmm. Flint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you learn more about sort of other characters and stuff throughout the show, mm-hmm. like Jack Rackham. Jack when Rackham. He's talking. Oh, that's such a good scene. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> well, we'll get to it when we get to season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Very good scene. Yeah. And I mean, I love also how they use that as it's not just that they just forget about John Silver's backstory, it's an actual plot point that they use to again sort of put Flint and Sean against each other to sort of, you know, make yeah. Flint yet again sort of lose faith or um, distrust Sean because he wouldn't tell him the backstory. And it's not just that we know Flint's backstory. At some point, Sean then also knows Flint's backstory. So it's like yeah. this whole, I don't know, using backstories and stories in general. I mean, this show has a very big um, focus on storytelling and whether mm. a story is true or not doesn't really matter and all that stuff. And a massive um, yeah. part of this show is using information as a weapon. Yes. Like, you know, there's yeah. lots of guns and violence and swords yeah. and cannons. But it feels like the biggest weapon used in this um, show is persuading people. So being charismatic and information. Mm-hmm. So, like, F- the Flint is so powerful because he has a lot of information and he knows, you know, tactics and things like that. But Silver becomes so powerful because he's so charismatic and amazing storyteller yeah 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 and i mean jack rackham as well he's portrayed as the intelligent one the one that knows like 
how to like that that has tactical thinking and that has information and that ha- knows how to like weasel his way to information. Yeah, and, yeah. Um. So, but I think I probably think for me, season one is maybe just the weakest because I do agree it's a very simple plot and a very nice and simple plot, but it's not boring or it's not like too just easy. Um, I think it's just the weakest for me because <laughs> there's just too many sex scenes, man. <laughs> it's just yeah, too much it's sex. like Game of Thrones again, where they they, yeah. they find out they could do nudity and sex in the show, and they're just like, well, yeah. let's just make it full on porno. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. Season one. And then like Max gets raped, and I was like, oh no, they're having this like woman character again that gets raped, and then her whole story is about her getting raped and her wanting revenge. But then they didn't do that. They sort of took Max and changed her, right? Or not changed her, but they took that and went better with it than, like, Game of Thrones has with Sansa and all that. So Mm. then I appreciate, like, okay, they they did that in the first season and I'm still a bit mm, about it, but they didn't just then reduce her to that. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, I she think becomes it's a just, very powerful yeah. uh, character, doesn't she? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably one of the one of the most powerful. Yeah, and I love that for her. Honestly, we stand. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just okay. So first season, as we just said, Flint gets the Urka gold, and I love, 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 love that the Urka gold is important until the very end. Yes, that is so amazing. Yeah, it's not just like. We've got gold now, hey! And then it like, disappears and it's not important. Yeah. It's like a massive part of the whole story. Yeah. Um, even to the end where, like, who would have thought that the Urka gold at the, you know, what they're tra- tracking down at the beginning of season one, John Silver, that slivery little slime, would be wanting to use it to buy back his future wife <laughs> <laughs> for love? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, who would have thought, honestly? And, then, and and when I was when I watched Black Sails through for the first time, after watching the finale, I went back and watched the first episode of season one. And honestly, you can already like see obviously you have the Urko Gold. Then you have like all the, the trust issues and everything with Flint. You have Jack and Anne and already Max sort of trying to insert herself into that sort of duo and Yeah. Yeah, it's just that you see all these themes that are still relevant sort of at the end of the show. And I just I just think this show is so amazingly well like put together. It's yeah. Yeah, I feel like they must have had it like planned from mm. season 1 to 4 almost because with with Game of Thrones if we are going to link it to that and and I can feel you cringing at it. No, I mean you can. <laughs> like you can. It's just better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> Well, yeah, Game of Thrones sort of, it does a lot of build up and not a lot of paying off in many elements. Whereas everything in this show, if it's like built up or it's like mentioned, it's paid off. Mm. I can't think of a single thing where it was like mentioned where it just was forgotten about. Everything had closure, everything meant something or developed into something new. And yeah, massive credit to the writers uh, of this show because it is brilliant. It is. Um, so we talked about backstories, and so maybe let's go on to season two of the show, where we find out a little more about Flint's backstory. Because we get him with Miranda Barlow in season one, right? But we're like, 
where does he know her from? Because they seem to have this like relationship and everything. Yeah, this mysterious woman who is like yeah. a massive plot point for like Barry Bones and uh, Barry Gates. Bones. Ba- is it Barry? <laughs> Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy Bones. Yeah. Um, because it's like, oh, who's this woman, and why does she want a pardon for yeah. him? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we sort of learn more about her in season two. Yes. Uh, and their backstory. Um, and I think it's very well done. It's amazingly stuff. done. It's so well done. Um, I mean, you have TV shows that do like the whole flashback thing and stuff, and you're just like, oh, why are we seeing this? Here, it's just amazingly done. I love it. You, you're sort of... I mean, you first think, right, that Flint... Because Miranda had a husband called Thomas, and you first think th- Flint had an affair with her, but then sort of yeah. through this amazing reveal of, like, what was it, like, the book, and it had the inscription, you just realized that Flint and Thomas had a relationship, and then that, like, Thomas got, like, pulled away from Flint, and he thinks he's dead, and then Miranda and Flint had to flee, and it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> it's like, because I I think you corrected me because we were chatting a little bit whilst I was watching it, and, and <laughs> I thought it was like a love triangle. But yeah. it's not it wasn't a love triangle as in one likes them but they don't like them. It's they all love each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, so th- uh, yeah. Did you suggest that I because I thought Flint was bi and I think you thought he was homosexual, right? So I think so. I thought he was just yeah, homo- like he was just gay, not bisexual. Um because I think he's not in love with Miranda in that way. I know they have okay. sex in season one, but it's very. It's like the. the he looks angry during it, <laughs> he doesn't he? Angry. He's like he's just really furious. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just thinking it's more like he obviously loves Miranda, but as not as like I want to have sex with you, I want to like be with you, but as just they both loved Thomas, and yeah. they have this like strong relationship with each other because they both had thomas and i think miranda obviously loved thomas and i think thomas loved miranda back in a way that again is like i love this woman because she does so much for me right and i think because in a way i believe it was like thomas was sleeping with men but then the rumors were going around that miranda was the one sleeping with them so she was sort of whole also holding her head like yeah letting herself be shamed yeah yeah she let herself be shamed and, I mean, yeah, like, obviously, he was her husband and everything. I think, like, they both loved each other, but, like, in different ways. Yeah. And for um, Flint and Thomas, it was obviously a, like, um, romantic and, yeah, sexual relationship. More than with, like, Miranda. But, yeah, they all loved each other. I mean, I don't disagree with you on that part. And it makes it more heartbreaking, doesn't it, when oh, you yeah. find out at oh, the yeah. end of the season what happens to Thomas oh yeah um, but uh, what I love about the flashbacks is how Flint's voice is less gruff <laughs> <laughs> amazing acting eh <laughs> yeah because it, he just sounds really like his throat has been torn asunder uh, when he's mm. just in the present day but he sounds really really posh in the flashbacks because yeah. he's part of the British Navy so. yeah yeah it's amazing yeah, yeah good um, stuff and then, I mean, so that's the flashbacks. Obviously, the season two isn't just flashbacks. <laughs> it's just season two is just a prequel <laughs> to the end of season one. It's a prequel to the prequel of Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, because I, I mean, I guess people who are listening to this have probably watched Black Sails, but Black Sails is a prequel to Treasure Island. <laughs> That's, you know. But yeah, um, obviously it's not just flashbacks, but you also have um, Peter Ash's daughter being captured and then Flint yeah. wanting to bring her back to Ash. And like, I like the whole storyline and I like when um, she is on Flint's ship and she's like looking at the pirates and she's sort of for the first time, sort of, we get the sense of, you know, pirates are talked about and their yeah. lies being spread about them. But also, I mean, some of it is probably also and true. And that's confirmed <laughs> in, uh, in season four again, isn't it? With yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with Jack, <laughs> with Jack's fangirl. <laughs> yeah. So, I heard Vane eats uh, <laughs> stew people. out of people. <laughs> and Jack is uh, like, no. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's the newspapers. <laughs> Maybe you should read some less newspapers. Yeah, maybe you should read some books. Which I find funny because I don't know if it... Yeah, it must have been. In that time, reading books was still... Wasn't it like when women read too many books, they were sort of... That was bad well, for them. <laughs> well, it was weird because I think men didn't want women educated. That's true. In like yeah, that's the early true. 1700s and stuff. That's so. True. You educate yourself by reading. Great, right, Jack Rackham, feminist. He wants women to be Yeah, educated. it was before his time, really. He <laughs> truly was. Um, but yeah, we have all that storyline. I like that generally, as I said. Um, but then I love when they actually get to... I actually forget where they go to. But they go to like this... Oh, uh, Charlestown? Is Charlestown, it? okay, yeah. So they go to Charlestown and they're there. And then you have this whole thing with Flint for the first time again sort of confronting someone from his past with yeah. like Thomas and all that and then that goes horribly wrong and then they just, they just freaking bomb down Charlestown yeah, oh. <laughs> I, I want to talk about um, Lord Ash a bit because yeah. I feel really bad for him because I felt like he was just a, a nice yes. dude who was trying to help out but he had to follow the law Yes. Um, and they were just they were angry at him because he had a grandfather clock of <laughs> Uh, Lord Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, I understand her being then sort of that sort of evoking emotions, like strong emotions in her. Like, I understand that. What I wouldn't have understood is like if Peter Ash freaking shot Miranda in the head, but it wasn't Peter Ash, was it? So no. like, it was just his his like bodyguard or whatever. Uh, yeah. And he, it's clear he didn't want that. Like Peter Ash didn't want Miranda to die. Peter he goes Ash. up to him on the gallows and says, I did not want this to happen. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. But then again, like with everything in the show, I also understand that then Flint just freaking freaks out and just He's just mad, Peter. yeah. <laughs> like, I get, I understand that. And I, you know, but yeah I, yeah, I definitely also feel bad for Peter Ash. I don't think he was the big baddie guy. Um, he, he was still part of the British Empire, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't I mean, like the bad guy. I get that. Yeah, uh, be, being British in uh, TV <laughs> is uh, you know a criminal offence, to be honest, mm. especially uh, in the 1700s. Yeah, I'm not German, but try being German in a film or in a TV. Oh my goodness! Show. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I really, I generally like that. I loved that at the end of that sort of whole plotline. You have because. Until the point to where they sort of bomb down Charlestown, you have Vane trying to go against Flint, right? Yeah, but then at the, the very end, you have this amazing turn of events where Flint is like, we need to work together to defeat the British Empire. <laughs> <laughs> 
and also what I love about um, the like Vane going in to save Flint mm. is it makes so much sense. Yeah. The reason he's doing it. It's not just for plot reasons. We can't let Flint die. It's yeah. we need to save Flint because he's the face of our whole organization here. Yes. And if like one of the biggest members, uh, our biggest captains gets killed, that just ruins the whole operation. Mm. So it's it's not because the dumb plot reasons. He is doing it for a good story reason. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that episode has the best shot ever in cinema, <laughs> which is where uh, they're both rowing away on the rowboat. Yeah. Um, and the British are getting all the cannons ready and you hear this like whistling and you see from behind the fog the man uh, of war yes. and all the cannons blowing up and they just burn the town so good oh, oh it's beautiful yeah i mean just in general i mean we've already talked about how amazing the writing is the cinematography and the music are so yes. the, the theme song of this show it freaking just fills me with just energy every time i hear it <laughs> so good but yeah cinematography and like oh, it's just such a good song uh, show yeah it's, also it's a, a great it, you could call it a a song because it's such a great story it's like mm, a song mm, it's, it's a, a melody perfect symphony <laughs> it's the perfect symphony of characters and cinematography yeah yeah um what one flaw about the early seasons mm? boat cgi boat cgi <laughs> to be fair yes I, I i think i know what you mean but it's also not like super bad but yeah i, I get that yeah i i didn't notice it until one of my friends pointed it out to me because i got people to watch it too i got mm, my nice. boss to watch it and nice. i got one of my friends to watch it very good spread the word uh, yeah <laughs> spread the word of this uh religion <laughs> yeah nice they probably had less money as well in the earlier seasons i could imagine yeah. um but yeah i mean but then we haven't even talked about jack and Anne and max yet in or season barely two. vain yeah. Barely vain, um, yeah. Um, even in season one, we barely talked about them, and they're huge parts of the story, too. Yeah, to be fair, season two does feel, again, a bit more like Flynn's story than, like, the other characters still. Um, yeah. I mean, we do have some stuff going on with um, the Guffreys. Yeah, and, true. And uh, the Fort. Yeah. Uh, and who's the Hornigold as well. Oh, yeah. He's a great character. Mm. Um, I didn't even think about Hornigold when I was writing up my character. Oh, my God. I, He's yeah. great. He is... He's amazingly written. I hate him. <laughs> He's great. <yes. laughs> Anyone who sides with the British, you hate. I'm just like no. <laughs> um, oh, and the yeah. the who was the quartermaster in uh, season one? Who he was uh, the captain for a bit, and he bit someone's neck out. Oh, uh, the the frame. Dufresne. Dufresne, yeah. He was also yeah. a great character. We're missing so much, Melody. Yeah, There's we're so not going to get... <laughs> oh my god, it's such a good show. Honestly, there is a podcast, I think it's called Fathom, Th- Fathom Steep, maybe, um, where they talk about every episode. But honestly, there should be more than just one podcast talking about this <laughs> <laughs> episode per episode. Might be an idea, Chuck. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Um, we will uh, try not rip off the one that already exists, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to listen to it first, and then yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I think so. When I think of season two, like obviously you mentioned all these other people, but I do also think of Jack, Anne, and Max's sort of love triangle. Well, mm. yeah, I mean because Max wants to be with Anne, and Anne wants to be with Max. 
but Jack then obviously gets jealous or he 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 doesn't necessarily get jealous because you get this beautiful beautiful scene where Jack is just like I just want you to be happy Anne (laughs) he's so great um but he I think he's just more scared that Anne will just completely leave him and he can't he couldn't survive that I don't think yeah um it's difficult as well because you know new things are exciting right Mm. so Mm. Anne and Sam have this nice new thing Max. and it's all very exciting yeah Max that's right why did I say Sam, Sam. <laughs> I don't know I mean it's similar I guess <laughs> <laughs> basically I'm calling Sam a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> sorry Sam you're not here to defend yourself um, yeah Max and uh, uh, Anne uh, have this new thing and I think Jack just gets sidelined a bit just because of that but yeah. it's sort of they develop into uh, you know, back into where they were. And you do see that they're very firmly, like, their relationship is very strong in later seasons. Yeah, again. yeah, it's Just yeah, a little yeah. fluctuation yes. uh, in season two. Yeah, but then, yeah, I think season two really is sort of the season where their relationship gets stronger, even though it's, flu- like, it's, it's sort of at the weakest point there. Because you get them sort of... Because I think for Jack and Anne, their relationship has been just sort of taken for granted for a long time now yeah. and in that season you have troubles in that regard and so they start thinking about it but then they realize you know both of them can't really live without the other and then i think it that's also at the end of season two where Anne and jack are on the boat and then and then she's like uh we're we might not be able to like be man and wife but we will stay together until they put us into the fucking ground and i was just like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. I just realized when you were mentioning Sam, he is not allowed to listen to this episode until he has seen all of Black Sails. <laughs> Honestly, it would, it would absolutely destroy the whole thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it's true. It would still be awesome, but yeah. Spoiler warning, we're a bit in, but <laughs> spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's season two. I don't know if you... I mean... The other thing that I love about season two is we get introduced to Featherstone. Yeah, uh. I, to be honest, <laughs> I I thought he was more of a sort of low down side character. I yeah, wasn't really but interested I just, in him. I just loved it every time he was on screen. I just I just think he's great. He's such a delight. He's just a delight, <laughs> isn't he? He's um, just yeah. He's the, actually think about it. He's the one character that isn't a prick. Yeah. <laughs> in some regard, he's just a nice he's guy. He's still a pirate. He probably still killed people, but like he isn't a prick about it. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think he's capable of killing people. Oh, look at his face. He truly isn't. <laughs> yeah, he's just really nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love Featherstone. Um. But yeah, do you have anything to add for season two? Is is season two? Uh. Long John Silver gets his leg chopped off by at Vane's the crew. end. Yeah, that was yeah. that was Vane's crew, wasn't it? Yeah, they. Yeah. Uh, oh, and we're talking about Vane. He went to mm. a, a beach uh, with his, that big bold guy. I don't know who he was, but he stole was his that, crew. Wasn't that in season one? Was, was that, that season? season one? Oh no, that might have been season two. I Never think mind. it's season. I don't remember. Oops. <laughs> I've seen this twice. No, it could have been season one because he's yeah. occupying the fort with them in season two, isn't he? Yeah. But then at the beginning of season two, he's still gone, isn't he? So it's either at the very end of season one and it goes over, but that I don't. Oh, 
to any actual Black Sails fan listening, we're so sorry. <laughs> anyway. Well, it, I think it's a testament to how interwoven and great the writing is. Yeah, that's is, true. Because that's it true. doesn't feel like segmented seasons. It feels mm. like a continuous story mm. where it's so interwoven that we can't separate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Vane goes... I think the... Okay, so I think I understand kind of who that was. So it was... Vane was a slave in his past life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think where he goes, that was where he was a slave? Or was that like... Because it seems like, like he had some were... resentment against him. I thought that was a pirate crew that he was with. Mm. And then the big guy was like, actually, lumber mills are a great source of income. So I mean, we're going to start a lumber company. <laughs> Oh, so they all start idea. cutting wood, and they, then he comes along, doesn't he? And he goes, "Let's all be pirates." <laughs> uh, then they start beating each other up. Yeah, and no, then I he just... buries him alive, and then he's like, "That's fine. I I'll also... just get out the sand." <laughs> it also got. It also gave me a bit culty vibes. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it felt very culty, didn't it? Because um, they had tattoos and stuff, didn't they yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah very culty. Yeah. Um, oh, we we should probably move on though because there's yeah, so many yeah, details. Know, I'm like, know, know. I'm thinking of like Eleanor and Vane, oh, and then like Eleanor. That whole thing about like, Eleanor yet? Yeah, disbanding Vane and his crew, and then yeah. oh, it's so much. Yeah, it's, so it's too much. much. All right, then let's go to season three. Um, we get a time jump in season three. At the end of season two, Jack Rackham steals the gold. Amazing. Love it. Yeah. Stupid idea, but absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> I, so we get the time jump to just... So at the end of season two, Flint is like, who stole the gold? The gold. And we are like, oh no, Jack, you're in big trouble. Um, and then at the at the beginning of season three, they're all buddies. Yeah. They're like, um, oh, cool. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I was, to be fair, I was... That, I think, was the biggest disappointment for me of the whole show. Because I would have loved to see Jack Rackham weasel his way out of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would have yeah. been great. Yeah. But also, people grow beards and get long hair. <laughs> One of the Flint goes bold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, I don't like hate the time jump. I just think you, you know, there would have been a, a lot of um, potential in showing the in between time. But yeah. um, I do also understand that they wanted to, you know, get somewhere and they had other stories to tell. Is it also the is it the beginning of season three where Vane and um, Flint have a massive fist fight over something? Oh. Or is that season two? I don't, I don't feel like they would have a massive fist fight in season three just because season three starts, if I remember correctly, with Flint going out... And then sort of meeting Hornigold's yeah, you're right, yeah. ship, and then sort of starving for a while. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah, that all of whole that. thing. Mm. And Vane the whole time is like, Flint will come back. He'll come back to like um, be the face of this revolution and stuff like that. Mm. So I don't think they yeah. had the fist fight. It must have been season two. So it must have been the end of season two where Eleanor Guffrey is captured and brought to London, right? Oh, right, yeah. That also happens. Honestly, Eleanor, she's a great character, but we're just not acknowledging her at all. She's a great character. She's just uh, She really annoys me. She is, yeah. I mean, I can see that. I, yeah, no, I get that. Um, I don't love her, but I also don't hate her as some other people do, I think. But yeah, because I think she has the same sort of 
she has the same ambitions as like the pirates right she or not the same ambitions but sort of at the same magnitude um in some ways and just i don't know yeah i feel like people then hate her because like oh she's doing stupid stuff because she wants (laughs) things I've got uh, I've got um, Eleanor down as one of our characters, so we can uh, yeah, discuss yeah, yeah. her in more yeah. detail later. Um, but um, yeah, but yeah, the season three definitely have, has lots of things going on because you get Woods Rogers coming to Nassau, um, or at least being introduced as a character, and yeah. you just have Flint being taken out of the equation for like almost half the season. It feels like yeah. by being in a windless sort of place in the ocean, so they can't go back. And then you get introduced to, like, Mr. Scott's island, where he has, like, freed slaves and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a massive twist. That's I love that. so good. And then you have, like, um, yeah, just Nassau being, preparing themselves for a British invasion and the British invasion happening. There's so much stuff happening in season three. Yeah. Um, they get captured by um, the people living on the island. Yeah. And then... And make an alliance with them. Yeah, they make an alliance, which is just amazing again. Flint's just like, hmm, there are people, they hate England, let's make an alliance. <laughs> <laughs> but these are people who live on planet Earth, they must hate England. <laughs> oh, I should the probably say, put it on the record, I don't hate England. <laughs> I'm English, so I, I can testament that I don't hate England. <laughs> Questionable past, I will agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I hate the, like, the whole um, imperialism part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, one odd thing about season three that I'd like to bring up yeah. is in season two, Flint's whole thing is getting on side with England, right? With Ash. Yes. Um, and creating a free Nassau in cohordance with the English. But in season three, Woods Rogers comes along, offers that exact thing, and then he goes... Nah, oh, screw you. you. <laughs> I, I hate England. <laughs> um, so I think, obviously, his um, mood <laughs> towards England changes. Probably because Miranda dies yeah. at the hand of the British, sort of. Yeah. Um, so that obviously, again, sort of throws, throws what is it, oil? In, no, fuel into the fire. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably a big reason why... I also don't know. I mean, it is true that Woods Rogers does offer all of that. But I think at this point, Flint is just beyond that. And he's just yeah. like, you know what? No, I don't trust the British. I will never at, trust the British. I don't care. Sort of at season three is when we get kind of a new Flint where it's just all about war and destruction yeah. and causing as much chaos as possible. Yes. And he's not really the same level-headed character that we had in one and two. He's still great, and he still is smart, and he knows how to fight and things like that. But he just wants to burn it all. Yeah. Um. He's like, yeah, like you say, his what he wants has changed. Mm. He doesn't want. He doesn't necessarily want a great Nassau anymore. He just wants to burn everything around. He it. just wants to burn the <laughs> British Empire. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. He still wants a free Nassau. He just doesn't want any British involvement in it anymore. Yeah. I think one of my favorite plot points here... I mean, it starts with a stupid decision by Jack Rackham to go back to Nassau after it has been invaded. Because he's like, oh, but I don't want to... Because Jack has this... has this, He doesn't want to lose his name. He does. He wants to ha- leave a legacy. 
he's like this I want good stories to be told about me I will never I, I never want to be forgotten yeah, because at that point they both have all the Urka gold. Right? Yeah, yeah, Him yeah. Him and yeah. Anne can run away and be billionaires yeah. <laughs> uh, and get pardoned. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they could. They couldn't get pardoned. Oh yeah, because yeah, they, that's what Jack does. <laughs> and then it yeah, gets that him was one killed. thing. Rackham, uh, uh, not. Uh, that's one thing Woods Rogers wanted, wasn't it? Is they he would pardon everyone except yeah. Rackham. No, he will pardon everyone except Vane. But then when Jack goes to Nassau, um, the problem isn't that he's a pirate and Woods doesn't want him to be pardoned. The problem is he has the Urka gold and Woods needs the Urka gold to to sort of keep the the, Span, the Spanish at bay. Oh, happy. Yeah. That, yeah. Because yeah. we got the whole Spanish yeah. problem. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh there's so <laughs> much Spanish going on this pro- show. Honestly, season three is like... Because, like, season one, as you said, is very simple. And season two starts with, like, ooh, you know, there's, like, stuff sort of brewing. And then season three is just, it's just yes, season let's have three, a British invasion. Season three and four are almost, like, um, two seasons per season. Like, mm. half a season mm. is one thing. And then the second yes. half of the season is, like, another thing. Yeah. But I have to say, like, it doesn't feel rushed or anything. No. Like, it feels good. Like, it, it's... Th- yeah, it's it's good. Even though there's so much in this, nothing feels rushed, nothing feels forgotten or ignored. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that is a... is one of the, his worst moments, is going, but I want to keep my name. <laughs> my name of which is a pirate. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> has no ownership or any good things will come from it. Yeah. If we go to civilized world, his name. Uh, but I want to keep it. His name, if you think about it, is not true, right? Because he isn't called Jack Rackham. He's called John Rackham. So that's also yeah. like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that he would have to completely change it if they didn't get pardoned. Um, but it, again, it makes sense within Jack's character. It's just still a stupid decision. Yeah. <laughs> he, d- despite him being so intelligent, he makes so many stupid decisions. <laughs> um, other things I wrote down just beautiful dialogues Jack's dialogue with Woods about him his backstory and then him saying because Woods Rogers has always been rich and everything has sort of been handed to him because he is a straight wide rich guy who who's like as <laughs> some I don't know if he's navy or whatever but like he's some general or whatever in the military of the British Empire and then you have Rackham, who grew up probably quite poor, and like his father's, um, they were um, tailors, weren't they? Yeah, that that got sort of shut down, and then I guess Rackham could be a little bit like anti-capitalist. <laughs> yeah, he would be. Because yeah, he would be. He was destroyed by capitalism. Yeah, so. um, and then you have Rackham just being like, but you know, if there is no rescue, if I do actually die. I made up a lot of ground. Like, I, we were neck and neck in the end. I was just like, oh, yes, Jack. Yeah. Uh, that was that, such a yeah. good part. The scene where um, they're talking uh, on the way to uh, Anne in the wagon is one of the highlights of the show. Just mm. them both chatting about their past. And, yeah, like what you said, but also Wood Rogers isn't exactly who he seems either. He's got kind of a dark past. He does. Yeah, um, he has his debts. Not everything in his yeah, he has a lot of debt, and he uh, he's actually a real person. Oh, um, what? <laughs> yeah, he exists. So uh, if you, if you don't know, um, this is a mix between the 
Treasure Island. Oh, you um, meant like <laughs> I just thought you meant he has emotions. He's a real person. No, I oh, know right. he. I yeah, know he. He, <laughs> he existed. Um, yeah. Yeah, he has emotions. He has emotions. He's a he real person. He's a real person. But yeah, but he we learn about his brother being killed and stuff like that as well. Yes. So it's it's a good scene. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, I don't again, again, people listening to this probably know this, but Jack Rackham, Edward Teach, who we also haven't mentioned yet, um, Woods Rogers, they're all based on real people. Um but yes. Let's maybe just go on to season four, to another completely like filled season with I mean I think season four in a lot of ways is again about Flint but in connection to John right so it's their relationship their partnership and I feel in season four Flint takes a back step in the show Mm, I feel mm -hmm. it's more about Silver yeah 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 yeah. um in season four um and Flint is there uh (laughs) but yeah they've got a a very intertwined story um also with Billy Bones Mm, um, who creates Long John Silver? Yes. Um, oh, and what a great scene where uh, they come on. Uh, they come into uh, Nassau town, mm. um, and he stomps on someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Dufresne. <laughs> Dufresne, yeah, he stomps on Dufresne. <laughs> oh, awful story about that character or the actor. Who the played actor, it. yeah, in season yeah. one. Yeah. He had cancer, I think, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he died. Um, well, that was... I think it was just... I think he just played him in season one. And then, unfortunately, the actor died. Yeah. I think. And then, yeah, they replaced him with another actor. Was it a different actor? Yeah. I think after season... Like, in season two, it's a different actor. Or then onwards, sort of. Sort of. Is that why they did the whole shaving and stuff like that? Maybe. But I'm not maybe, sure. To make him look... I mean, it's also just his... Um, even if they just did that with because of the actor's change and everything, it still fits with the character, to be honest, that he's like changing, he's like shaving yeah, his head. Yeah, well, and... I didn't know until someone told me, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so like season four is what a slaughterhouse. It's, yes. Uh, <laughs> lot, it's, it goes from um, the whole like insurgency in Nassau to like uh, Woods going to the Spanish and yeah. hiring the Spanish, and then the whole thing on that killing his wife island. essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. Idiot, <laughs> idiot. Um, and then he. Uh, why would you mention that? Like, not before landing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, he thought she was in the fort, right? Yeah, but you would just like you just mention it, right? Just say so, if if you see a blonde woman, don't kill her, please. Yeah, yeah. Just don't kill any blonde just women. Don't kill any right? blonde woman. Yeah. I la- you la- he lands on the beachhead and he turns to the Spanish um, guy who's like leading the fight and he goes, "Oh, I know, like all your men are all over the island now, but could you let them know not to kill my wife, please?" <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's. You've got so many things. And then obviously you have... Um, what else do you have? We've got the whole thing with Flint. the kidnapping of... Um, what's her face? We think she dies. What's oh, Mardi. Na- Mardi. Mardi. <laughs> what yeah. did you say? I said Nardi. Okay. Mardi, yeah. Um, right, Mardi. I mean, she gets introduced in season three, but we get more of the relationship between... Chan and Mahdi in season four. And I think, I've never read Treasure Island, but apparently Long Chan Silver in Treasure Island is a pretty dark character. Yeah, I've I've only just started reading Treasure Island. Okay. Um, 
So I I've just met Long John Silver in that. Mm. Um, so I but Sammy has said that he's one of his favorite characters because he's so conniving and dark. Right. And here, like what they do, it's so amazing because they don't just make him dark and conniving and like bad. They make him bad because he has this love that he wants to protect. Right? Yeah. He has this like or they make him bad. They make him like distrust Flint and they make him do um dark things because he wants to protect Marty. And I just love that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's and just what like what a contrast of the character from season one. The one we meet in, you know, the kitchen who pretends to be the cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, how, the amount of character growth. Uh, um, he goes, goes through, through the most sort of character growth. Yeah. Him and um, um, Jack Rackham's hair, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Those sideburns are, you know, they're a risk. <laughs> <laughs> they're risky, but it works. <laughs> um, but yeah, he definitely goes through... Yeah, an immense amount of, of character growth. And again, everything makes sense. Like It's not just, oh, he's like this in season one and then suddenly he's different. No, um, yeah, it all makes sense. And, yeah. and there's so much like strain on Flint's and Silver's relationship as well, which has like sort of growed, um, grown throughout the seasons as well. Yeah. Obviously starts off quite distrustful and then it turns into like mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of start opening up more and they're quite good friends by the point where that they're torn apart from this situation that they're in. Yeah. And I can't help but agree with Silver. I don't think this war would be... What do you think? Do you think the war is worth... Um, I think by the end of it... Because we as an audience know that Jack has a different plan, right? Jack has a plan that would work to save at least Nassau, not to defeat the British Empire, yeah. but to save Nassau that would not include or, yeah, have a war. Um, and then we as an audience know that that is an option. So I do also think, as much as I hate the British Empire, <laughs> um, no, I do also think that not having the war is a better idea just because... I mean, what does Flint want? He just wants to destroy Britain? He just, <laughs> like... He, yeah, like, he wants to take on... It's just not a reasonable feat. Right, yeah. Because he wants to... I think he says he wants to cause chaos throughout the whole of the New World. Yeah. And that's not just Britain. That's also Spain and Portugal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a yeah. unreasonable like, feat. Yeah, and I can understand it, and I can understand sort of... It's like this whole rage, right, that sort of colonised countries would have against their oppressors. But in the end, I don't know if it's yeah if it's like smart <laughs> to do that, um, or at least not in the in the situation that they're in at the end. I think it also does. Um, they try to like start to give like an essence that it might be like pirates versus slavery as well, with this whole alliance with the um, the the freed slaves on the island. Mm. Uh, I think they're trying to like give hints that they're 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 doing it also for that to you know re- free as many people yeah, as yeah, possible yeah. and make them the good guys yeah. because up to now they are they are pirates <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> i mean and you you do get that like they're not just i mean i guess i understand the whole point like at least flint because he wasn't like i mean no none of them have always been a pirate but he wasn't right he he came from the british navy and then turned a pirate so maybe he he understands sort of like 
he he was sort of let down by the British Empire so much. So he just wants as many people freed from that from those chains as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I understand him sort of trying to do that. Obviously, they're not trying to say, like, pirates are just amazing. They're all good people. <laughs> um, and we get that. I mean, even Flint, or especially Flint, they do a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, at the start of season three is just a whole scene of him going into a town and killing people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, whoopsie. Um, yeah, it's just this whole thing of him just trying to, yeah, free as many people as possible. and then, But then still wanting to wreak havoc. <laughs> Uh, havoc yeah chaos yeah, whatever yeah. but yeah no i agree that i think the war isn't good and i just love i mean we'll get into the endings i guess but i just love that then there is a different ending for flint that is not just chaos and war i think there could have only been two endings uh and it would have been the one we got or flint dying i don't see another yeah. ending for that character yeah but he and couldn't have died because right he's in treasure island isn't he <laughs> So yes, yeah, true. Um, but I didn't know that at also, the end. So. Also, it is canon that he can't die. The yeah. amount of stuff he goes I love, through. I love how John at some point is like, I think Flint manifested the storm. I think Flint is like almost magical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think season four, I think we should maybe go on to just like characters. But one thing that season four has more than the other seasons, but it does also come up in the other seasons it's just amazing dialogues and monologues yeah. and like lines and you have like the last line i think i think it's the last one is jack rackham saying it's the art that leaves the mark and it's just it's so shakespearean and i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. like oh it's, so, it's it's a bit weird at points because it feels like they're not pirates and yeah. they're not having conversations they're, they're having they're philosophers having <laughs> massive philosophical debates oh, on yeah. the pirate ship yeah um, i mean like flynn sort of being like they paint the whole world like full of shadows and then they tell their children to stay close to the light and and then he's like we can prove that there are no dragons or monsters in the darkness. In the darkness, there is discovery. There is possibility. There is freedom in the dark. Once someone has illuminated it, and you're just like, ooh, goosebumps. And season one, Flint is a ar gold on that ship. <laughs> yeah, there be some urca gold. And season four, he's like, there is freedom in darkness. <laughs> Oh, amazing. <laughs> it is just like philosophical debates between Silver and Flint, Flint isn't it, throughout yeah. the show? Oh, so good. Um, just amazing, amazing dialogue. Just written so well, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, let's maybe go to characters. I think it's very clear <laughs> who my favorite character is in this show. I love him. I just love everything about him. I know he makes stupid decisions, but I love Jack Rackham. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> Um, I love his snarkiness. He's obviously, at least in the first season, he's obviously sort of put in to be like the more funnier character, the like sarcastic character. He sets himself apart from the others by being the one, you know, I'm the intelligent one. I'm the one that thinks. I'm the one that reads, even though Flint also reads and John <laughs> John is like great. He's like charisma and like charisma, sorry. And and um yeah, it's also not stupid. Um but yeah, no, Jack is like this snarky little weasel and, oh, and his beautiful relationship with Anne Bonny with so many iconic lines. 
and it, it makes me freak honestly <laughs> if i like if i was alone and watching one of the episodes where they like said something completely beautiful i would just take a pillow and scream into it <laughs> I'd just be like oh my god um but yeah chak rakum is my my fave of all of them I don't know why. I don't know what I saw in him in the first second that I saw him on screen. But from that first th- second, I was like, him. I love this guy. He's <laughs> I, a massive I want him. goofball, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's I a love goof. my goofballs, you know. He's very awkward. Um, the one thing I didn't like about his character is a lot of his intelligence is based off of him saying, I'm intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then all the actions you see him do are like dumb. Why are you doing this? I mean, you get him do like tactical intelligence stuff, like during like ship stuff. He, you get him sort of have brilliant ideas of how to navigate something, or you do like, have that moment where he's as well. He's like first captain. He's first going to captain his ship, and yeah. like they're like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing, and then he just does a bunch of lingo that I don't understand and everyone's all impressed. Yeah. See, that's that's an intelligent moment. There um, you go. I think he is he's intelligent, yes, but he's just tactically amazing, like smart in that way. He knows how to I don't know if manipulate is the right word, but yeah, he loves like, like he knows how to like manipulate people, he knows people, and he does have this massive knowledge of like boat faring, I don't know, of like shipping. Seamanship. Seamanship. Um, which you do get to see sometimes but yes he's also stupid (laughs) he's a massive buffoon I was once worried because he once wrote something where that made me think he didn't like Jack at all but I think you like him yeah I like Jack okay good Um, my my boss at work um, he he takes the mick out of Jack a lot he doesn't think he's very smart at all Uh, (laughs) uh, but I've forgotten his points now so I can't share them that's no, uh, fine. I don't I like need to, I don't need any Chuck negativity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one character of yours now, one that okay. you really like. I think this is going to be a, a talking point, Melanie. Uh-oh. Oh I, yeah. I I really like Woods Rogers. <laughs> oh. I really like him. He he came to Nassau to remove the threat of pirates in the Bahamas. <sighs> I mean, um, <laughs> um he was willing to be, you know, amicable with Flint. He wasn't. He didn't immediately resort to violence. It was, mm. you know, I will give you all pardons, and you can become a citizen. Yeah. And you don't, you know, I f- I think his approach was excellent. Mm. But he, what, what? This is how I like his character. Is he is beaten over and over and over again. And in season four, you can see like he's he's very tired and worn out. Yeah. And sweaty and his clothes are manky and stuff. And he. He really does become the villain of the show, mm. um, and he does detestful things, and he more or less becomes a pirate by the end of it. He's no better than the rest of them True. by the yeah. end of it. Yeah. Perhaps worse yeah. by the end of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he and you know uh, he does the awful thing with Teach um, Blackbeard. That is, yeah. That scene. Um, so. I th- that's why I like the character because he, he yeah. sort of starts off as this self-righteous noble person coming for a cause and he is he gets a taste of the pirate life and he's completely corrupted by it mm-hmm. um, and he gets a very fitting end I think to yeah. his character oh yeah 
I mean, I can absolutely understand that. I think Woods Rogers, in terms of just like storytelling, he's an amazing character. He's amazingly yeah. written. He's so interesting to like watch how he, because you got, you always say like, or you like, I've heard this how this show is about the descent into darkness for John Silver, but I can see it way more with with Woods Rogers. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, just what you said essentially. Um, I I just hate him. <laughs> Oh, no. I was even rooting for him at some point. I don't know what I... Because obviously I hate him. I hated him during my second watch through, right? Because I knew what he would end up doing and what he would be like at the end. So from the beginning, I was like, oh, there's that, that guy again. Um, I'm not sure I remember what I thought of him during my first watch through. Um, I mean, I definitely started hating him when he captured... Chuck Rackham. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> he, he's against Chuck, so I'm against him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I definitely started hating him there. Um, I think for me it's more just the fact that, yes, sure, he wants to sort of rid Nassau of the pirate threat, but he also wants to just install himself as the governor and, you know, you do have yeah. these like, British imperialism sort of things lying underneath that. So I was like, uh, yeah. he's just another colonizer, essentially. With, um, with, like, Rackham, I feel like his hand was forced with that because yeah, no, the I Spanish wanted him. You, yeah, and you do get the the part where he finds out that Rackham was necessary. Like, he wasn't necessary to be brought to the, the, the Spanish because yeah, he says someone, that. Someone yeah, else fabricated it. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. So... Because um, governor or whatever Raja, he was like, I didn't, I never wanted Rackham. So he's just like, what the? This this would have caused zero issues if I knew that. He would have he would have won if he knew that little bit of information because he had established himself in Nassau at that point. Um, he could have got yeah. Rackham on his side, honestly. Oh no, Rackham would have just fled. To be fair, well, yeah, they immediately <laughs> he would have just were gone with the, with the gold. No, um, but yeah, he's got a very tragic story, hasn't he? Um, yeah, and and a one that actually reflects the the real life of Woods Rogers. Okay, who was, uh, he had to go and uh, work in a labor camp, I think, uh, to repay off all oh. of his debts in real life. So, all right. His ending is actually befitting of right. the real one. Okay. I mean, now talking about the character Woods Rogers, <laughs> you're always like, oh, you know, it's a tragic story and everything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he did. I've, I don't think it was... Uh, I think he went there with the best of intentions and he was corrupted by the play. So okay. I don't think we can agree to disagree. Though. No, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that, definitely. Um, so what's your... Next favorite character. Maybe. I put Max on the list. I think we haven't talked about her enough yet. Um, she does have a bit of a rocky start in season one, as I already mentioned. But she's such a badass. She just gets up and she does her thing. And she sort of for so, so many. I mean, we also learned that yeah, obviously she comes from like slave backgrounds. Um, yeah. And she just works her way up essentially. So many times as well. Like she, <laughs> there's so many times where it's like, oh, you know, now she owns a lot of stuff, and then she sort of loses it again, and then and then at the end she's freaking the one that governs Nassau from yeah. the back, sort of. She um, has an atomic tongue. She can like get what she wants just yeah. by saying a few yeah. words yeah. and manipulating people. Yeah. I love That's how <laughs> Jack is like the one person definitely who knows that as well. And he, he imitates her twice. Once without the French accent and once with. And it's just the best part. 
<laughs> it's just like, ooh, ooh, Monsieur Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what will? Ha- uh, do you know what the price is for Jack Lacan? Oh, there he is. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, no, she, she definitely. I love that that term. He, she has an atomic tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah, I just love. Um, I love her character. I love that I watched this oh, this YouTube video. I think it, she was called Rowan Ellis or something. Um, she talked about Black Sails. And she said, essentially, this show obviously has the characters from Treasure Island and it has real-life pirates. But then it adds Max and Eleanor and Madi, all these like female characters that other shows wouldn't necessarily add um, because they'd think, oh, you know, we already have so many characters. Why would we need these we already have a female, it's Anne Bonny, you know? <laughs> we have a token woman. <laughs> yeah, why would we need all these others? But they do add them, and they all have characters, and they all have, like, development, and... Yeah, they're not all, all the same very, woman. Yeah, they're all integral to yeah. the plot. Yes, and um, I just love that about that. Yeah, and, and what's nice about this show is um, all the women are really important characters and not just sideline female characters, because mm. you can get that in shows, right, where, like... The male cast are like prominent, and then we gotta have some women in here too, so they just chuck some in. <laughs> Whereas, you know, they're as you say, Sam. Not Sam. Why do I keep saying Sam? It's Max. Max. <laughs> if you write it, if you read it backwards, it's Sam. So. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> did I think her name was Sam through the whole show? I think I did. <laughs> and they keep calling her Max. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she ends up in charge um, indirectly mm-hmm. at the end, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think, just to quickly mention him again, my honourable mention, Featherstone. Love him. Amazing. Delight. Criminally underrated. Jack, what's your second favourite character? Mine is uh, Long John Silver. Yep. Um, We've discussed him a lot already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just to reiterate, the amount of growth he goes through throughout the whole show is incredible, from, like, this like slivery conniving betraying dude yeah. <laughs> uh, at the beginning who's just trying to get a profit um to this really kind uh person who cares about his crew who cares about the woman who wants to be he wants to be his wife and it's just it just does a complete u-turn yeah um yeah i i just think he's really great but we've we've covered him mostly yeah yeah i mean i put i put him in my characters i dislike but i have to say that I don't actually dislike John Silver. Um, <clears throat> I think um, during my first watch through, I remember being like, "Ugh, who's this guy? He's so boring." And like in the first season, and then after like the after the first season, or a little bit again during the second season. But then when his leg gets chopped off, <laughs> no, it was just like sort of at that point, at that turn, or even in season two when he starts being like charismatic and like st- telling these stories and everything. That's when I started liking him a lot more. Um, but yeah, so John Silver had a rocky start for me. At the beginning, I was like, ugh, I don't like him. I don't, uh, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I like him now. And I definitely loved him on my second watch through, just throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah. Should we move on to something a bit more negative? Our uh, our least favorite characters, or yeah. characters we feel, uh, you know, didn't get fully utilized, maybe. mm I mean, I just mentioned John Silver. I do think he got fully utilized and, like, amazingly written and all that. So I'm not going to talk about him again. But um, I think mine, I put Eleanor Guthrie. I think she... It's like I understand why she does the things that she does. Um, I understand why she's angry at certain people. 
and I don't hate Eleanor. I don't, I, I don't like hating her because it's like, oh, she's a woman and she wants things, so I hate her. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I do fear that a lot of people do hate her for that reason, that she just wants too much or something like that. She um, gives off this... I think it's because she gives off this air of untrustworthiness. Mm. She just kind of... I feel like I've also got her down as one of my least favourite. Yeah. I feel she just, like, betrays everyone apart from Rogers, even Rogers to some extent, but mm. everyone, she betrays Flint, she betrays Vane like twice. Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Max. Uh, I think I think she gets betrayed Racker, by Woods everyone. Rogers more than she betrays Rogers, but because Woods technically kills her, but yeah. Yeah, I get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I yeah, I understand. She definitely like betrays a lot of people. Again, always sort of you always understand her motives. But yeah, I also just she, I wrote down she, I just hated a lot of decisions she did, which, you know, is essentially that. I hate how she's like she feels self important as well. Especially in like the first few seasons mm. where she's like she goes down to Vane and his crew and basically like tears Vane asunder mm. because she ha- just because she has the power to do so. Um, and yeah. the way she does it is she's just a wailing, screaming, crying baby. Mm. <laughs> it's not like if she just went down there and went, you've done me over, you're out. It's, it didn't feel powerful. It felt whiny. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. That's why I didn't like like her, I yeah. think. She felt very whiny. Well, to be fair, it was a very emotional like scene and everything. Um yeah, I mean, through the whole show, she just whines. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Eleanor is on screen, Jack's just like... But yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, yeah, that, those are my two... I also don't like how she died. I don't think she deserved oh. that. But um, her, her death is... Like, it tragic. Feels, and it feels unnecessary, right? Yeah, it didn't feel like it was a conclusion of her character. It mm. was some dude turned up and killed her. <laughs> Some yeah. dude we don't know just turned up and, yeah. and killed her. I think that's my least favorite sort of ending of all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel it didn't feel meaningful and it didn't yeah. pack a punch. Yeah. And she was she's a main character in this show. So it more she, packed she a punch it. for Woods Rogers. Yeah. But yeah. Um, who else did you hate, Jack? <laughs> now I don't hate the character, but I feel he was um, hugely misused, mm. and that would be Edward Teach, mm-hmm. our boy Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Um, such wasted potential. He has this big reveal, I think, at, is it at the start of season three? Um, he has this big reveal where it's like, Edward Teach is in the show, um, but he barely does anything. Like, mm. he gets his heart broken by Vane, uh, <laughs> then he sits on an island for a bit, <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I mean, he he's more like a um a tool also again for like Jack and Vane sort of because you have Jack sort of he understands things about himself and about his partnership or relationship with Vane through Teach and things like that. Yeah, and I feel that's my problem with it is he's mm. used as a tool for the rest of the characters. And he's freaking Blackbeard. <laughs> but this is freaking Blackbeard, right? He should be like that. He should have come in and Flint should have been like. Oh no! I I'm the big name, and now we've got Edward Teach here. <laughs> I'm I'm in trouble, and there should have been a, a massive conflict between the two of them. And yeah, it it just sort of they were kind of allies, really. Yeah. More than anything. Well, they they Flint does sh- shoot him in the head, but yes, they're allies. 
Oh yeah, apart from that. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I he credit where credit's due. He is the one that um scares off the English. Yeah. From the island. Yeah. So he does do that. Yeah. But other than that, he he just has a couple of like father fathering issues, um, and <laughs> he, we we hear he's had a bunch of divorces. Yeah, and he doesn't do anything. He should have had cool moments, mm. like really epic pirate moments that only a legendary pirate could do. Mm. Um, but he just kind of sits around. And... I feel like Anne stole that from him whenever they were sort of like boarding a ship and stuff like that. Anne was like so awesome next to him. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> at all for Anne being awesome. But mm. just put Anne in a different scene to Blackbeard because <laughs> they should she be overshadows awesome. Him. Yeah, exactly. And she did in the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can see that. That I was also when I was watching, I was like, "Oh my god, Blackbeard's gonna be in this!" Like, "Oh wow!" Um, and then you never see his beard smoking. <laughs> that, nope. That's that was apparently yeah, that's a thing. like a um, massive thing is he would have his beard on fire yeah. to like scare people. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can see what you mean. I do think he gets the death scene that stays with you the most. Um, yes. Um, and that was the one moment that showed him how strong he was. Oh, as well, he's like. He, He's like, he, Rasputin can't get him dead, man. Yeah, because isn't it like three times they do it to him? Three or four, yeah. Three or four. And you you go through the whole thing each time. You see how brutal it is. You get all the shots each time. Mm. And he comes up more torn to shreds yeah. each time. This time, not... Th- <laughs> this time, literally, yeah. torn to shreds. Yeah. And eventually, uh, Rogers has to just shoot him in the head yeah. because he won't die. Yeah, and I love how at that point, for Woods Rogers, obviously he's already sort of broken that he does that. He's like, that was just an animalistic thing to do. And then yeah. you also see at like the third time he has to do it or the fourth time, his crew, even his crew is like, what the fuck is our captain doing? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what is this? <laughs> um, this isn't very British. Yeah, this you. is not. <laughs> That was probably the best scene with Teach, and he died in that one. Yeah, and it's such a shame. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen... More. <laughs> uh, one one bit I did find very funny was when him and Flint are having the the Flintlock pistol duel. Yeah. And he shoots Teach, and he just falls over. Yeah. And I honestly thought, oh, they've just shot dead Teach. <laughs> yeah. Unclimatically. <laughs> <laughs> but no... No, nope. he's a little Rasputin, or a big one. A very cool death for a very uncool character. Yeah. Um, I think we can maybe now combine character endings and the finale, just because we've sort of talked about Eleanor burning. Uh, we also talked about Teach being killed by Rogers. And for me, most of the other endings are just the ones that are shown in the finale. What about Vane? Oh, right. I forgot mm. about Vane. <laughs> that, that is a big part of the show. Um, okay, uh, let's and- talk about him quickly. Yeah, so um, he gets hung, doesn't he, at the end of season three? Two. Season Season two. Season three. Season three, yeah, because Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's a big moment because he would have been saved by Billy Bones Mm -hmm. and the Resistance, but he tells them no uh, because he believes that the, uh, the message of his death will spark a resistance. Yeah. Um, and it did. And it did. And it was a very powerful moment. Yeah. Um, and just like Teach wouldn't die, he was oh, hanging there. And then they and, have to, like, pull him down. Yeah, to, like, pull him down whilst Eleanor was watching all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. another reason to hate Eleanor. <laughs> 
I think she hated herself in that moment. Yeah, I mean, I would. <laughs> if I was her, I would hate herself in that moment. If she, um, if she didn't hate herself, shame on her. Yeah. Other than that, we've talked about Gates. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just the finale. The people, finale. Um, so I think the finale is a perfect finale just because it wraps everything up perfectly. Because if you look at it sort of just storytelling wise, you just have sort of a big fight in the first half and the second half is just wrapping things up. But they do yeah. do it so nicely. Like, the fight is amazing. Roger's just ramming the other ship. It's just... Yeah. Oh, it's so He's full good. brutal at that point, isn't yeah. he? He just does not care. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then the second half, you just... You essentially... I mean, you essentially have what Game of Thrones did with just fight. And then you have wrapping up the characters and showing what they're going to do or, you know. Yeah. But they do it so much better because all of their endings make sense. Yeah. And... So you have, um, who do we want to talk about? Flint. Flint. We've got to talk about Flint. Yeah. Flint. Ah, oh, what a beautiful ending. I would have never seen that happening. I was so shocked in a positive way when he just goes to that prison and sees Thomas alive and they just embrace each other. And you're just like, is this actually happening? Yeah. <laughs> or, or did Sean actually kill him and now he's in heaven? And I love, oh yeah, <laughs> I love Silver's like way of doing it as well. Like he explains to uh, Marnie that he had to take him back to a past version of himself mm. because yeah. the the flint we know in season four is just all about death and destruction. Yeah. So they he brought him back to um, is it what's what's his name James? What something? It's not Flint. James. Oh. Is that real name? Yeah. something. I don't know. McGraw. (laughs) James McGraw. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I hope it is. And (laughs) and she she says, wait, you knew about all this all the time and you just didn't tell anyone? Yeah. (laughs) I can understand Marty being a bit mad. (laughs) Like, a bit angry about that. Um, So, are they both just in prison together at the end of it? Yeah, but it's a special prison. (laughs) It's a a labour prison. It's a special prison for rich people. They get to plow the ground together all yeah. day long. <laughs> this is like a happy ending. And it, it you could even think like, is this like, I don't know, is this too much? But no, it's just so perfect. Yeah. I mean, they're not free, I guess. True. Um, so that's where it's bittersweet because uh, they are in prison, but they are at least with each other, which yeah. is lovely and it's, it is beautiful. Um, the panning drone shot of you seeing all the workers and then you see... Um, uh, him. Oh, what's his name? Thomas. I keep forgetting Thomas. Uh, at the end, you're like, ah, that's it's a it's a great moment. Um, and then we've also got uh, Rackham. Rackham. Um, <laughs> telling his story to uh, uh, that young Mark, lad. Yeah, who's not a lad? Do you know? Oh, it's a uh, it's yeah. Mary. Yeah, are you, Mary. Uh, Reed, yeah, I Mary. Think? Yeah. Ah, oh, so I, good. He he's he's just he just loves um, pirates who are women but dress. Up. No, actually, Anne doesn't dress up as a man, does she? But yeah, just pirate women. He loves them. Yes, go. gotta collect them all. <laughs> <laughs> With um, that charm, you can uh, yeah. have a quite a, a yeah. large collection of her. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, just Rackham. He's still allowed to go to sea and sort of pirate, but he also like na- he essentially saved Nassau. He did secure his legacy. Featherstone is the governor now. Max is still in charge. It's like, just like he gets the perfect ending. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. And I just love it so much. 
Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> um, Rogers. Rogers. Uh, I love... Again, that's also a good ending for Rackham, isn't it? Because Rackham's like, I want to see this man humiliated. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I love I, it because I, Rackham loves it. <laughs> yeah, I... I get the ending and I appreciate it. I just felt I would have preferred a redemption for him at the end rather mm. than mm. him suffering more. Because I felt like he went in with the best, like uh, as we've discussed, yeah, I think yeah, he, yeah. he went in with the best intentions and it all went downhill. Yeah. Uh, and then he hit rock bottom at the end. <laughs> um, but I guess that that ending was written in history, so they couldn't really change it anyway. Although uh, the other endings aren't exactly true to history with Rackham Rack- and Pauline, <laughs> so that's a much more bleak ending for those I mean, people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess he probably wasn't like the savior of Nassau in actual history, but I mean, his his ending is just essentially that he can go on pirating. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he gets the uh, the good old flag, the Charlie Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, like, real-life Rackham made as well, I think. I think he oh, really? sort of designed... I think so. I think that comes from him. Um, oh, Good wow. old Calico Check. Um, the, oh. the the most fashionable pirate of them all. <laughs> Who else do we have? We have... Um, Silver and Silver. Money. Silver uh, and they, Body. I, I guess they just end up living together. Yeah. I mean, you have... I guess you get the, the sense that probably... It's not all perfect on that island, at least not at the beginning. But he says he's mm. gonna wait a day, a month, a year, for forever, until she like forgives him. Which I think she probably does in that last shot that we see where she goes up to him. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of a thing of yeah, they're gonna be okay. Um, then again, I haven't read Treasure Island, so I don't know. <laughs> I pro- don't think Marty exists in Treasure Island. Mm. Um, what what we should do is speed through Treasure Island and then we'll do a podcast on Treasure Island. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A follow up. <laughs> uh, I like that idea. I was actually looking at Treasure Island books, um, like finding the, the the most beautiful one. Um, but yeah, I think I like his ending. It's very bittersweet as well. It's not like completely. Yep, he's good now. <laughs> it's very like you know. Oh. He, and there's one more ending. Billy Bones. Billy Bones Billy deserted Bones. on that really creepy island. Skeleton Island. I first wrote down it as Skull Island, but then I realised that's King Kong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, to be fair, in the, the Umbrella Academy, he is kind of big and hairy. <laughs> Are you saying the that in actor. the Umbrella Academy? Yeah. It's King Kong. <laughs> That's Billy Bones, but after yeah. you know, after Skull Island. Uh, there you go. But yeah, no, he's just in Skeleton Island. I guess they couldn't kill him off because he's also in Treasure Island. Um, yeah. And he's with yeah. the treasure. Oh, is Skeleton Island the Treasure Island? Oh my goodness. <gasps> Whoa! <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, know... What exactly to think of his ending? Just because I haven't read Treasure Island, right? I think it's okay oh, within the it, this the the, 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 the this gonna, show. <laughs> it's going to be so interesting to read the book yeah. and see how much it all sort of. St- it might be like a beginning of of that book. It might. I don't know. Yeah, the thing it, is, I'm not sure if the writer said that or if that was just in the YouTube video I watched. Um, but she was like, essentially, after finishing the show, you can pick up the book. And it would make sense, more or less. 
like the characters at least would make sense and like where they end up with and then where the book sort of starts. There's probably a bit of maybe a time jump or like some, you know, differences, but it would still make sense. But it's also still a, a nice ending for people that don't know the book. Um, uh, I've, I've yeah. read the first few chapters of the book. Yeah. And it starts off with Billy Bones um, and he, he's in a pub, like a tavern. Oh. And he's just... <laughs> He's on, just... on Skeleton Island, or no? It, I don't think it says where it is yet, but he's waiting for Long John Silver. Okay. And um, he's just a um, drunk all the time, and uh, telling <laughs> to be stories. Fair, can you blame him? Uh, and singing pirate songs and stuff like that. Um, and it's all done from the point of view of like the waiter. Okay. Uh, oh. But uh, I've only read the first like chapter or something. Okay. So uh, yeah. Not much. He gets I'm off guessing, the island. <laughs> I'm guessing that is like the whole pub scene and everything. That is a frame narrative, right? And the real story is sort of then told in the pub. Yeah, perhaps. perhaps. Yeah, well, I have to. Okay. I have to see when. Yeah, yeah. when we get. We'll have to it. read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think I think we have it. Like I think we sort of went through the show um, as detailed as possible without going too long though we have gone quite long oh my um, goodness <laughs> whoopsie <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> um we're not gonna cut anything out no um <laughs> yeah i think yeah i mean it's just an amazing show and we hope no one what uh, listen to this without having seen it but um everybody go and recommend this show to other people and i will get my brother also to to listen to it uh, to watch it um, and what's what's amazing is we, we've been recording for an hour and a half and we have barely scratched the surface of this show. Yeah. We've barely touched on anything. That's that's true. Um, so I think, you know, we should at one point maybe do an episode per episode thing. <laughs> I think we should. I think um, we should. I know. Uh, I'll listen I know to Sammy Fathom was... Steep first and then see. Yeah, Sammy. <gasps> we can do like the thing that they do with you in community and then Sammy has to like watch it for the first time and then we talk yeah. about it every week. Yes. That sounds great, that except sounds Sammy won't be allowed to binge watch it. <laughs> because that's I, true. I did that with community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. But yeah, I mean, I think all that's left to say from us two is goodbye from me. I don't know what it's in pirate. Like, our goodbye. <laughs> And then, goodbye from Chuck. Arr, it's been an excellent recording. I'll catch you in the next episode of the Sorry Meadows podcast. Arr. <laughs> <laughs>